0: So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's guest. Success is a process, not an event. Hello, and welcome to Fire in the Belly. Today, we have myself, Mighty Pete, and we're joined by Grania McNulty. Good afternoon, Grania.
1: Hi, Pete. How are you?
0: Wonderful, thank you. Doing mighty well, mighty well. Thank you for coming on. It's great to have you here.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for asking me.
0: So tell me, Grania, who are you and what do you
1: do? Yeah, so my name is Grania. I'm 21 years old. Um, and I'm from Northern Ireland, um, as you can tell by the name. Um, As I can talk about, I've traveled, so um, there's always been a bit of an issue with my name and the pronunciation. Um, But yeah, I'm 21 years old. I have got very into personal development for the past year and this has taken me down an amazing journey, especially in the past six months, three months. and yeah, I have a lot of passion to, I'm very committed to growing and to expanding and learning what more I can do uh, in life. And I'm really fascinated by personal developments. Um, I think it's, one of, it's something that's so interesting because it's about yourself um, and about your life and what you can do with it. Um, and I know it's not about the, pro, uh, the end goal. It's not about the goal, it's about who you become in the process and setting new challenges, and testing yourself, and yeah, finding out more about myself, really. And in that, I really want to do that for myself, but equally, and probably more for other people. So whenever I've, I've started my own personal journey, and I've been sharing that on Instagram, and I've got a lot of messages about it, because I'm only sharing what is working for me, and helping me overcome things, learn different skills, um, and yeah, I've been sharing that with other people so that they can do the same.
0: Well, that's powerful. I love that. So before we go into, I mean, how, how many different ways do people pronounce your name? I'm sure it must oh. be.
1: Oh my gosh. Um, I've got, I get green all the time. Green.
0: Okay.
1: I've got granny, granny, and, uh, I think that's about it. Or just <laughs> G. I say G for a lot.
0: Right, I was going to say, so yeah, because anyone that's listening in, so it is spelled G-R-A-I-N-N-E, yeah. um, so it's it's sort of slightly unusual, more sort of on the Irish side, I suppose. But yeah, no, it's great having the sort of a name that people, you can just see them trying to work it out. Yeah, the struggle. <laughs> no, absolutely. Listen, I love I love hearing that, and I'm looking forward to really hearing more about your personal development and your sharing journey, you know? So tell me, what, what does Fire in the Belly mean to you?
1: Um... For me, it means passion. It means what excites me most. Um, And so I feel like that's going to be personal development and potential and really to develop as much of ourselves as we can so that we can impact other people. Um, It's about helping other people um, and about, it's really just about life and what we can make of it. Um, And there's so many ways that people it's all about your attitude and your mindset for sure
0: and tell me this just out of curiosity i mean what you know what's what's your why here you know it's why makes you want to do this and, and not do something else
1: yeah um it's funny you said that because in the past couple of weeks i've been thinking about what i want to do after university and i keep coming back to personal development something in this sector Um, even though I've got a law degree um, or in the process. Um, And the reason why is because I've seen the impact on myself from where I was even six months ago to where I am today. It's like two different people. Um, I take from my past the things I've struggled with, confidence, self-esteem, like most people in life, um, and put the tools into working on that and improving it. Now, I'm not perfect in any means, shape, or form, but I want to be able to help myself so that I can help others who are going through something similar.
0: Well, that's really strong. And you know, it's great to hear that, you know, and, and I appreciate your honesty there saying about confidence and you know, really mm-hmm. the self esteem side because it is unfortunately quite common. Yeah. You know, so I appreciate you sharing that and maybe we'll get into it more later. So take us right back, you. Where are you from originally and you know who are you and what do you do Such you know what's your what's your your background
1: yeah. um so i was born in county armagh um in a small town tundra and um then so i was only about three when i moved to oma county tyrone um where i've been ever since i left for uni and uh i'm trying to think so i went through school in a really small primary school there was maybe seven people in my class we were really um individuals there and then i went into a bigger um secondary school for a levels and gcses um and there was a lot more people there a lot more rules of course because there are more people um and then from that i went and i moved to england to go to university in brighton and it's a beautiful place i love brighton um and i was thinking about it last night the difference in what each of those steps meant from being so individual in a primary school of very little people to moving and being part of a crowd and being conforming to having you know what 30 people in your class you're you can't really be seen as an individual anymore or there's less time Um, and then transitioning across the water which was very scary at the beginning really scary and i'd love to talk about that later
0: Absolutely. What about siblings, brothers, sisters? Are you?
1: Yeah, um, I've got one sister and one brother. I am the youngest. Um, I'm the baby of the family. Um, And yeah, they're great. We're really close, um, especially me and my sister. Um, And I'm very close with my mum as well. She's been such an inspiration. And the whole reason I started this whole journey of personal development. She started her own business. and really she started to get into mindset work and how that would impact her business and the growth and starting it up. Um, and so she shared with me everything that she was learning. And I thought it was so fascinating um, in the space of less than a year where I've been and where I've come to. Yeah. Mm.
0: That's amazing. And is it, is it something fairly new for your mother or is that something evolved as well?
1: Yeah, no, my mum was um, working for the NHS. She was a nurse. And I think she was a nurse for maybe thirty years, and she still is. But she is moving towards her business, and she started it last year when she went to um, qualify as a consultant for Kon Mari. And if you're not sure what that is, that's Mari Kondo, the Japanese tidying expert, the guru. Um, and she's absolutely loving it. So I've loved seeing the growth in her, and it's really taken an impact on me as well.
0: I think it's fascinating because my wife is a, a big KonMari fan, and uh, really? ev- everything in our house is folded or put away, so it's yeah. you know listen there's no complaints here, and having three kids and still trying to keep stuff folded is is like a, a never ending battle but uh fabulous principle, you know so um yeah no, it's, it's it's amazing to see that your mother's taken that on and and really mm-hmm. is this something that you you adhere
1: to as well yes, definitely um she makes a joke about it though because you're not supposed to um uh strongly persuade somebody to con marry their stuff i didn't say force (laughs) um but she really wanted me to con marry my clothes and my room and she made me do it when i wasn't ready and i really hated it hated the process i was stressed out it wasn't joyful didn't spark joy um and then later on actually maybe a couple months later I said to her, Mom, can you just help me con-marry my room properly this time? And we loved the process. I just fell in love with it. Um, because on your outer physical world, it always reflects what's happening on the inside. So a lot of us are stressed and busy all the time. And the outside is equally as cluttered. And there's no space to have joy, calmness, you know, spark joy, any of those concepts. Um, so yeah, I have a really our house is really peaceful.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. You know, it's um, especially if you do, to to get to that stage as well. And and I like the fact you have to accept it at the right time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's it's so true in so many things in life. Really, I suppose.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like um, when you're ready to take the first step, is when is when anybody will start to make action. But you can't force somebody before they're ready.
0: Mm. Absolutely. So take us back then. I mean, what would we have met, say, seven-year-old Ganya. Who would we have met?
1: Um, As a seven-year-old, I was really bubbly. I was running about, I was adventurous, and I still carry a lot of those qualities with me today and throughout life. I love a challenge. I'm very um, setting new goals and trying to put myself outside of my comfort zone a lot of the time um but as a seven year old i was a very happy child um very happy home and yeah as i said a small primary school so we were all very individual people um which was lovely yeah
0: was school something that was good for you or how did you get on with school
1: yeah i loved school um i loved my friends at school as well i loved reading books a lot and Um, that's something I haven't been doing over the years but in the past couple of months I've picked up reading again um, and they are personal development books so but yeah um, and I made best friends even from primary school and one in particular I met her when we were four so we've been best friends a long time so yeah a very happy happy child
0: That's great. You know, it's, it's always interesting to see whether people are, you know, how school was for them because it seems to always be a mixed mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Just out of curiosity, what's your what's your youngest or earliest memory? It's
1: mm, a good question. Um I feel like my youngest memory was at school. And mm-hmm. I probably was about four or five. And it was actually with my best friend I just mentioned. Um, we had spent the summer apart from each other because we weren't at school. And I just remember on the first day of September, uh, running back up to each other and hugging each other cause we hadn't seen each other for like three months. Um, so yeah, that's probably oh, about five, five years old.
0: Very sweet. Yeah. So tell me, you're saying you love a challenge now. Is that, is that code for competitive or is it just that you mm. love a challenge?
1: I see. I, I struggle with that. I'm, I am competitive, but not towards other people, towards myself. Like I just love setting a new, a new mountain to climb. Um, for example, I am not an outdoorsy person. I really don't like, <laughs> I love going for walks, but I don't like a lot of the, you know, insects, a lot of things like that. But I decided to join Scouts whenever I was um, maybe 13. And so that involves camping and going hiking in the mountains. And oh my gosh, great challenge for myself because i was outside in wilderness and everything um and i did struggle i did struggle um, there was one time my mom likes to laugh about it um i was preparing to go for my first hike um and my mom had said bring lots of warm warm stuff warm clothes warm everything lots of layers um, and i had just watched a movie and i had seen these Americans hiking and they were all in little shorts and wee sweaters and everything. So I decided that's what I was going to go for. And I had white, new white trainers on. I was in shorts, like forgetting that it's Northern Ireland. And as soon as you step out the door, it goes Baltic and it's raining. Um, So yeah, I went there for the hike and um, everybody had to donate a pair of clothing to me. So I got uh, hats, a new um, windcheater, a new bag, a new gaiters, like everything. Um, so yeah, it's things like that. I learned my lesson afterwards, <laughs> not to not to go with the movies. You know, my mum well, is right.
0: <laughs> I love that. For, for anyone listening outside of Northern Ireland, Baltic mm-hmm. is, means very cold. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's such a great Northern Ireland term. That's great. So you were what, about 13, you were saying, when you did that?
1: I think 13, um, and then through scouts, we started doing the Duke of Edinburgh Awards, um, and we went through bronze, silver, gold, which was brilliant, um, lots of wilderness and lots of spiders, which really tested me, um, but whenever I set my, my eye on something, and I want to say I want to finish it, um, yeah, I've been, I'm not sure what, what's driven that, um, or where I've got that. Kind of skill from, but I just I like finishing something I, I start or set my mind to.
0: Absolutely, well, yeah, it's it is a great it's a great uh, talent to have. So, what, what was your what were your strengths in school then? I mean, what were your sort of core subjects?
1: Oh, core subjects. Um, I I'm thinking of what I don't like. I don't like maths. <laughs> find it really challenging. Um, and it's funny because I feel like um, I was very good at it throughout primary school, and as soon as I got a belief that I wasn't good at it, it started to show. So as soon as something in my mind said, oh, you failed one um, test, it then started to go downwards from there. Um, but yeah, my, my core subjects, I kind of liked every, every subject. I was very open to a lot of subjects. I loved French. Um, I actually study French, and I still do. My degree is law and French Um, and over the period of coronavirus um, I had to come home from a year of living in France in Strasbourg um, and write my dissertation which is in French um, about the European Union law. So yeah I don't know why, I think languages is definitely a passion.
0: I'm interestingly just in some of the words you're saying you you come across as quite auditory you know and you a lot of sounds and listening Do I I don't know whether you've ever noticed that no no it's because it's and it's I'm not surprised when you said you know in terms of language and things because it's quite often it's listening so okay it's just interesting so so yeah so then what I mean when you were that age what what did you want to be when you sort of grew up as such
1: Mm, I didn't have I was, I've always been interested in psychology, was one of my other subjects, um, so I had sub, uh, psychology and French, um, and then I didn't know what I wanted to be, so I kind of just kept open to the idea, maybe psychology, um, but everybody had told me, or my parents had all told me, and relatives, um, you know, get a job, go to uni, um, get a real job with a pension, and you know, so that's what I'd been growing up hearing. So I was thinking, okay, maybe I'll just go for psychologist, something like that. Um, and then, whenever I was sixteen, I went to uh, London, and I got a scholarship to um, an internship to one of the Magic Circle law firms, uh, link uh, link And it was brilliant. So that gave me a first glimpse into law, um, and I loved it. I got to uh meets lots of top barristers and lawyers and partners so it was a really great experience and that's how i went on to pick law for my degree Um, but then and it's only in the past year i've been questioning whether i want to go on and pursue law because after university it's a lot of um it's a lot of commitment there's more courses there's years and years before you get in and I just feel like life is too short if you don't absolutely love what you're doing. It's too short to be thinking of having a secure job that pays. And if you're working forty hours in a week, that 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 you don't love, it's not worth it, in my opinion. So, I mean, I'm I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do when I grew up. <laughs> I still haven't grown up. Um, so, yeah.
0: That's fascinating. I mean, what what did you see in in the likes link letters? You know, what was what, what, what attributes did you see that sort of encouraged you to go that way?
1: Mm. Um, it was a really like high profile law firm. So I really liked, um, maybe it was the prestige. Everybody was just in business suits. They looked important. There was, and the work that they were doing was important. It was, oh. I'm not downplaying that at all. Um, but it wasn't what was the fire in my belly. Like the fire in my belly is the mindset. It isn't law um and as i said life is too short if you're not so excited about what you do every day to wake up and have a compelling future yeah
0: i know as i'm i'm married to a barrister, so i can i can understand some of the yeah s- some of the attitudes there and some of the things so it's it's a it's a very i couldn't do it I, personally but Mm-hmm. thankfully we're all different you know my wife is incredibly uh you know very good at it but there we go so that's interesting so you're you know you obviously you know you were always putting yourself out there even you know sort of fairly young age you know your scholarships and you know later on then you're traveling and stuff is is that something you took on yourself or has that come from your background
1: mm, I feel like it's come from my background um because whenever I started getting the idea that I wanted to do law I kept hearing that you need Uh, family relations or contacts in the legal background. And I had nobody like that. My uh, parents didn't go to university. We were the first ones. Um, So then I started panicking. Wow, I need lots of legal experience from the age of 16. And every single year I would do something with law and volunteer and do internships. Um, And I think that was me trying to get like a level playing field with those who had already had the contacts and trying to get up to the same mark as them. Um, so I suppose you could say that was like determination kind of to succeed, to you know, not let my background with no contacts, no nobody in those professional fields um, to define me like that. So yeah, it's probably been one of the reasons. Hmm.
0: Oh, Fascinating. It's, it's amazing how people get to that stage, you know, very interesting. Mm-hmm. So tell me, as a teenager, who would we have met?
1: As a teenager? Um, so I talked about how from primary school I was very liberal, very individual, expressing. Um, so I feel like that kind of changed whenever I went into secondary school. Um, I mean, there, it was a good secondary school, but I feel like the problem is there's too many people and we are taught to conform. Everyone, the rules don't work if everybody isn't conforming to the rules. So, I feel like you kind of lose yourself in that a little bit. Um, Also, my friendship group, Um, I had to really try to fit in because I'd gone from so little people to so many, um, and I made the most amazing friends in that school, but I feel like everybody, has these big friendship groups, and that is the identity of the friendship group and not the identity of the person. So I did enjoy secondary school, but you're not taught about a lot of things that I feel like we need to be teaching in school. You're You're taught what to think. So you're taught about the core subjects, but you're not taught about how to think. You're not taught about mindset, about developing yourself as a person, being an individual, expressing yourself. Um, and yeah, so I feel like it was an enjoyable time, but then whenever I moved out of that, um, group identity and I moved away to England, um, to Brighton, to university, um, I then had to remember, oh, I'm actually an individual. Let's, I need to define myself again, which was really, really tough as soon as I moved away. Um, I remember the first week I, loved the first couple of days you know there was freshers you'd be going out and meeting everybody but then about a week later into it i really really struggled and i was feeling so horrible i not didn't know what was wrong and i couldn't pinpoint why i felt so horrible so i was i was going to drop out of university the first weekend <laughs> and i'd never done anything like that before i'd never given up at anything so my mum She was brilliant she had literally left two days before that and she got back on the plane over to england and she goes granja you can't drop out you're fine you're fine um and she was she was like i felt completely better when she came over said everything's fine you just need to settle in you just need to meet new people and rediscover yourself over here so as soon as she left i loved it i didn't know what happened to me um but it was really hard because I kept seeing all of my friends back home still together in, in the big friendship group, but without me in it, because everybody went to Belfast. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that, that was tough, but I'm really glad I got to overcome that. And it's led to me having another drive and another, not having to stand out, but having to be who I am, no matter what's around me.
0: Out of interest, why Brighton?
1: Um, It's a good question. I was looking up the best places for law and I knew I wanted to be beside the beach. It is the most beautiful beach in Brighton. Um, I wanted somewhere very diverse because, you know, in Northern Ireland, we don't have a lot of diversity here. Um, So I wanted to meet new people, uh, be among different cultures, backgrounds, people, like be really engaged in the world, really uh, move away. and yeah, Brighton—it's such a beautiful spot, and I'd never even visited it. But I just moved over and loved it. Yeah.
0: So you you relish being in small groups, your primary school, all the rest, and then now you want to go to a different country. Brighton is incredibly diverse, um, yeah. very busy place, different cultures, all the rest. So that's quite a quite a swing from. you know sort of one one aspect to the other so i'm not surprised it was a bit of a shock for you on arrival
1: yeah definitely but i i feel like that's everything that i've come across that i find tough at one stage has really helped me and Mm. built me and built different skills so i really i'm glad it had to happen wasn't wasn't great at the time those couple of days but i'm glad it happened
0: Mm. How how generally are you in yourself as such? You know, do you do you like your own company? Are you you good for yourself?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think I'm good both ways. I love um you know my friendship groups. I have lots. I don't have an abundance of friends, but the ones I do are such um quality. They're such lovely people. Um, but equally, I could spend time by myself, especially in the past few months um of working on myself. And yeah, just really digging in deep and getting to know who I am on an even deeper level. Um, so yeah, I, I love having alone time and just being alone is great. <laughs> yeah.
0: So going through school then, so I mean, you, you had obviously you decided, I mean, at what point did you decide about law and, and or was it sort of get your subjects first and then decide what way did it happen for you?
1: Yeah, um, after the internship, um, whenever I was 16, that was really just it. my family saw that I got a scholarship to go to London in a ma- magic circle law firm of all of those. They were like, oh, my gosh, Grange, you've got this. Keep going. So I was like, OK, so maybe I'll do law. Um, so then they were all just so excited. You know, we're going to have a lawyer in the family. Um, so, yeah, the past couple of weeks, whenever I've realized I'm not going to do law, um, I've had to have a couple of conversations, you know, my relatives who really think that I should be doing law. But it's yeah, it's for me to decide, it's my life and I feel like that's the way it should be for everybody. You know, we do get a lot of pressure from society, from parents into go straight into a good paying job. You know, you'll be safe, you'll be secure. But I'm not looking for security, but I'm looking for opportunity and I don't want, you know, I want growth and excitement in where I work because we spend we invest a lot of time into where we work and I want to be excited about the work that I do and I want to serve other people through that work so I know you can do that with law but it doesn't it's not my passion I don't think
0: I mean that's very insightful because you know one to recognize that it's actually you know that, actually, and and you do subconsciously. You know, you you sort of almost fulfill other people's dreams, as you say. It's a you know, it's very, it's a high esteemed sector. You know of of you know industry, and as you say, it is potentially a very good background. Mm. But actually, that doesn't necessarily mean that's what you want. And there's very few people actually, maybe maybe never, or later on in life, that actually realise that they're not doing it for the right reasons.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: So it's. You know, at the time, because even the language you use, there was quite interesting. You know, that that everyone sort of said you'd be great at it, and you should do this, and all the rest. And I mean, how looking back at it now, what what would you do? Would you do anything different?
1: No, I honestly don't think so. I feel like everything that's happened has happened for a reason, and has been a stepping stone to get me to where I am today. Um, and I feel like even the steps I take tomorrow, it's another direction. You know, another step in the right direction um and i'm very young i can you know take loads of years to just explore and i don't know exactly what i want to do um but i do know that everything that happens has led me to where i am right now mm.
0: that's going to sound like a bizarre question but do you think you've been here before
1: hmm it's a really good question <laughs> um
0: Have you ever tried doing any soul work or anything like that? You know, has your soul been here before?
1: I, my inclination is to say, yes, I believe in energy. So I'm very, I'm learning a lot about energy at the moment. And it just makes sense that we haven't just popped up out of nowhere. And I believe that you, you make what your life is. So, you know, you decide, I believe that you create whatever you want in life. And I feel like as, um, I know this isn't directly answering, but um, whatever you want for your life, you have to be the decider of that's what I want. And I'm not gonna see, because we look from the outside in and not from the inside out. So um, it's what Bob Proctor teaches. Um, So it's whenever you decide that's, you know, you're not gonna gonna take on what society has said, your family has said, other people's opinions, and you just to see what do you actually want for your life so i believe in energy and vibration and attraction and yeah i i believe that i have but i'm not too sure
0: (laughs) that's interesting some some people it just depends some people are aware and some people aren't you know and i just find it it's a very curious thing
1: Mm -hmm.
0: just for those that haven't talked to us about mindset i mean you've mentioned mindset quite a few times there and you know, what, is that, what does that mean to you? Because not everyone is sort of has gone on this journey. So how would you describe mindset?
1: Yeah. Um, mindset, I feel like, is, as I said, you're not looking for anything outside of you. And I think a good indicator is whatever you feel like you're reaching for outside, such as validation from others, acceptance from your family, um, appreciation from, like, a partner. I feel like you then have to see what you're looking for and then give it to yourself. So for me, mindset is about encompassing what our potential is. It is about setting goals and progress in life because I can't remember who says it, but, um, somebody says, if you're not growing, you're dying. Nothing is neutral. So I feel like I am like that. I like to keep progressing, even if it's small steps doing something that scares you. Um, I think that mindset is how you think about yourself. So your self-esteem. I'm reading a a really amazing book called Psycho-Cybernetics on self-image. It's really great. Um, And yeah, it's all about how you... Yes, it's really good. Um, And it's about how you see yourself. And they say that we have... Our subconscious mind has a creative success mechanism. And that machine... I think it's so fascinating. I won't go into all the details... But it's about the mindset that your brain will start to find the answers to the the not the problem but the puzzle that you give it, which is where you want to go in your life. And even if you don't know how to get there, your brain also has a thing called a reticular activating system. So it starts looking for things that you give to it and you find more of what you put in your brain. So if you're not feeding your brain and you're just feeling miserable or like negative. Uh, You're not feeling good enough in yourself. That is what's going to keep growing in your life. However, if you feed your brain positive material and inspirational material like business, uh, finance, anything you want to learn about, you give it to your brain and you go, I don't know how to get there, but I know what I want. And your brain subconsciously will start scanning. It's like a scanner. And it starts picking up on ways to piece together the puzzle. So I feel like mindset encompasses so many things. Uh, and I'm learning about it more and more every single day.
0: That's fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a great, great uh, approach. And you're saying, I mean, schools don't really teach this in any way or shape or form. You know, uh, where does it come from? Is it your background or, or what has sort of triggered this for you? And because you said you always sort of thought this way.
1: Yeah, I feel like I've been really interested in psychology a lot of the time it might have been from my mum because she's very quick to pick up on other people or quick to pick up on how people feel about themselves or about other people. Um, So I did study psychology in school and then, you know, as I said, my mum started her business um, over a year ago, but then she realised that the mindset part of it was just as, if not nearly important, I'd say um, for a business, it would be 80% mindset and 20% strategy. So she saw, okay, I have to dive in deep and learn about mindset. So I had taken a couple of weeks off last summer before I moved to France. And my mom said, okay, Gronya, just learn whatever I'm learning because it's gonna strengthen who you are as a person. You're gonna learn about yourself um, and you'll probably find it interesting. So I took a couple of weeks um, And the difference, like straight away, I was just like hooked on it. It was Bob Proctor's um, program. So that was really interesting. And then I started learning about, sorry, listening to Tony Robbins' podcast. And I love Tony Robbins. He says it like it is, you know, no messing about. Um, And yeah, he's a great person. Uh, So I started listening to that. And just like pushing myself to learn more every single day. And then as i said whenever i had moved to england i found it really hard at the start and i you know was suffering for like a couple days wanted to drop out of uni so dramatically um but then whenever i moved to france at the start of last year september i absolutely loved it i absolutely thrived i was so excited to be there to meet new people and that's like a whole other ball game because nobody like very few people spoke english i was speaking french a lot of the time my lectures were in french which normally if i hadn't done the preparation or the work on myself before i would have freaked out i would have been like i can't do this i don't speak french but i was like okay maybe i don't know that much french but i'm gonna learn if i just keep if you don't cut off if you don't put a block in front of you saying i don't know it okay maybe it'll just go in maybe i'll understand it So then that's what started to happen. I was like, okay, I'm open to learning it. Um, I didn't put up blocks or labels. I feel like labels and stories are really detrimental to us. Um, You know, as you know, reading psycho-cybernetics, if you say you can't do something, then the odds are likely you can't do that thing because you've put a block in front of yourself. It's not that you can't do it, but you've now labelled yourself. So, yeah, working on myself before going to France was amazing. And I really enjoyed it over the past couple of months. But what made such a difference was in December, when I went home for Christmas, um, I then went into my own mentoring program, One to One. And it's a year long program. And I have to give a shout out to my mentor. She's the queen of confidence, Erica Kramer. She's absolutely amazing. So I started her program in December. I'm now six months through her program and the difference is amazing. So, yeah, I think, and the more things that I learn, the more things open up for me in the future. And the more things I see that are possible and that we don't have to put labels on ourselves, on other people, we don't have to judge ourselves, judge other people, and it just keeps getting better. Like, I know I sound a bit cringy, but I, if you try it, it's, it's like reading about swimming or actually just swimming. Like, you have to try it to understand what it's like. So, yeah.
0: I don't, it's not cringy at all. I mean, it's, it's, listen, it's your, it's your experience and your journey. And that's, you know, I, I find it, I find it very refreshing at how um aware and open you are, you know, and that's, that's, that's quite something. Take us back. I mean, the, the couple of things you said at the start there, you know, you, well, confidence being the first one, you know, how would you, your journey with confidence?
1: Mm, yeah, I feel like um I was a very confident child, you know, as every child is until like the age of I don't know, 10, they love themselves. They're not afraid to tell anybody about it. Um, They're strutting about, they're doing whatever they want to do. Um, And then you reach about 10 and then people start saying, you can't love yourself. Why would you say that? They start putting, saying these things to a child, like get in line, conform, you can't be an individual. Mm. So I feel like a lot of the like societal beliefs and it wasn't even my parents, it was um, just society like peers, like trying to conform, not being able to express yourself, uh, things like that. Um, So then throughout secondary school, I really struggled with confidence. Um, And as I said, finding myself among loads of people, which I wasn't used to. Um, And I remember I was laughing with my mum last night about this. So she, I had really lost my confidence. Maybe I was about 11 or 12. And really just like trying to conform, fit in, things like that. And she had asked me, you know, there was a, we were going somewhere in the car and there was a traffic jam. She goes, Granja, you're going to have to get out and walk to your friend to meet her in town. And I, it wasn't even that far. It was maybe, it was the tiniest walk ever, maybe half a minute, okay? And I could not get out of that car and walk to her. I had lost all confidence, couldn't walk. I was so anxious. Um, And I remember my mom was like, you're just going to have to walk. We can't drive. You have to walk. And I thought she was the meanest person in the world at the time. I was 11. Couldn't believe she was doing it to me. Um, And then I just compare that to the past couple of years. You know, I've been traveling alone to like Singapore and Malaysia and China. And it's been the most amazing experiences. And it just shows you what's a little, like, not a little bit, but what confidence and self-esteem in yourself really does and it opens up um yeah a lot more possibilities and belief in yourself as well
0: that's yeah no it's it's amazing how the confidence has come on you know what what is i mean what's been the biggest turning points for you or what what really stands out you know for confidence because i'm just thinking that other people are maybe experiencing this and i'm just curious about your journey and how that could help others
1: yeah um I feel like, especially the past year and listening to the Queen of Confidence, that's how I found her. Um, I just started following her on Instagram. She's amazing. And she just, it's not that she gives you permission, you give yourself permission to be whoever you want to be. You don't care about anybody else's opinion. It really doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of you, it's what you think of yourself is everything. Um, and yeah, you just give yourself permission to do and be whatever you want to be. And yeah, to just start expressing yourself. I I recently, I um, think it was whenever I came home from France, I started my own Instagram page and I started expressing what I was going through. And up until this point, I didn't have the confidence to say, guys, I'm in a coaching program. I'm loving it. Um, so that was a big step for me to start sharing about that journey. But as soon as I hit the, the send on the first post, I was so nervous. I was shaken. I was so, um, couldn't do it. And my mom was like, just post it. It's fine. It's the post. Um, so then I started gaining confidence in sharing what I've been doing and the tools that I've been using to really um, build myself up and build up my self-esteem, self-image, self-confidence. And yeah, the impact that has had on me is amazing.
0: And just out of curiosity, I mean, have you have you experienced any negative feedback from from others? Or
1: actually, no. I've experienced a lot of good feedback, Um, and to be honest, I know there's negative feedback out there. It's just not been given to me, Um, which is fine. Because I mean, everybody everybody is right in their own way. Everybody has a perspective, and I can get this isn't everybody's thing. It isn't. Um, But I feel like there is a real need for more confidence more self-esteem which is why i'm sharing it so Hmm. even if there is negative feedback it's it's worth it for the people that i am helping
0: i think and and as you say quite often the negative feedback quite often is in our own head you know it's
1: yeah it's a (laughs) reflection of them and not the other person Hmm. yeah
0: you know it's amazing how we as you say it's Feedback wasn't as bad as you thought because, like, well, maybe it wasn't there in the first place. We just yeah. had hyped it up in our heads, you know. And the, the yeah. second thing really is self esteem. You know, I don't know how mm. you would compare that. Mm.
1: Um, and yeah. compare it
0: to what? Well, I suppose in, in terms of the, your journey, you know, and, and just I'm just picking it up because they were the sort of the, the, the initial traits that you had said, you know, the, the yeah. confidence, self esteem, and, and your journey in self esteem.
1: Yeah, I feel like they go really hand in hand together um because self esteem is just permission to be whoever you want to be to love yourself to not care what others think mm. um and as i said everything starts from the inside so whenever you um are looking from the outside for validation for appreciation things like that um i feel like that's where you run into problems but it's such and i feel like we i used to do this myself i used to put so much energy into being a certain way being certain people for uh, different, like my friendship group, my parents, my family, you know, like conforming to that sort of thing. But whenever you start building your self-esteem, you start giving yourself permission to be just who you are authentically. To, I mean, it's a practice. I haven't got a, you know, pit pat or anything like that. It's a work in progress. Um, but yeah, I've really enjoyed learning about it, it's particularly that psycho-cybernetic book. And yeah, and I listened to, I'm very into listening to podcasts. And one of them I listened to was Why Confidence is an Emergency. And it was really, really interesting. And I feel like it's something, as I said, we're not taught in school. We're actually taught to conform because it's easier, the rules just flow better. So problems start arising when people are thinking critically about what they want, um, about who they are, about expressing that. And yeah, I feel like if, if society started teaching and raising children up with being confident, having really good self-esteem, there would be way far less problems today in the world, I believe. Um, There would be people who don't feel good enough, who are in relationships. There would be people who don't feel horrible every single day. Like that, that breaks my heart. That's why I want to share because I know what it's like to have like low self worth, and I know what it's like to be working on it and to feel good within myself and not to look outwards, um, and just to know it's possible. Like it's not this fake. I made an um, Instagram TV on it a couple of days ago about self worth, and it's not something you have to learn about. It's something you just have to recognize in yourself, and nobody else can do the work for you. It's just removing everything from the outside and going inwards. Um, And for that, I really recommend meditation, actually, because I feel like we're very busy a lot of the time. There's a lot of stress. We're all trying to be busy and be productive all the time. So um, meditating just kind of lets you go inwards and feel your self-worth, feel stillness, mindfulness, um, whatever you want to call it. And it's actually really helpful for self-esteem.
0: How long have you practiced meditation?
1: Um, about, probably about, seriously, about almost a year, maybe about 10 months. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've absolutely loved meditating. It's opened up because I would have been very cared what others think about me. And I would have always been looking for, um, like outside opinions. And I feel like I'm very busy as well, as I said, trying to achieve things or set new goals. So I feel like meditation just kind of settles me back down, um, grounds me and allows me to be present, which is really powerful.
0: Okay. I'm just and I'm curious, what, what's your flavor of meditation? What does that look like for you?
1: Well, I've tried different types of meditation. So one that I find is quite fun is Yoga Nidra. Um, on Spotify, if you type in Yoga Nidra, it's actually really good. Um, there's a joke that like 20 minutes of yoga nidra is like taking a five hour sleep. It's really good for you, um, but I use Headspace, and I've only realized until recently that um, you get Headspace for free if you're paying for Spotify. So like it's it's available to everybody if you're already doing that. Um, there's also free meditations. I absolutely love Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's all about energy in the body and how meditating can change your life Um, and he's very scientific he's a doctor um, and he has proven that through meditation through meditation you can actually lengthen so he did a study on lots of people and 60 years later the results have come in just recently that they had meditated for I think it was 10 minutes every day for 60 days and the people who meditated it actually grew their chromosomes and extended their life. that, that 60 days actually extended in their DNA. Um, so it actually has amazing effects on you, on letting go of stress, grounding yourself, um, which I believe stress causes disease in the body. So when you think about stress, you're not using your energy in a productive way. You're suppressing it and holding it on, and that goes through the body and it gets stored. Um, and then through years or whatever, it starts actually causing problems in the body. If you start getting a sore back, like there's different meanings to different stress points. Um, so yeah, I think meditation, just letting that grow, grounding yourself. Um, and it's, yeah, letting a lot of things go. Well,
0: it's fascinating, you know, and, and obviously it's great to hear from the yoga point of view. So earlier on, you mentioned about goals and things like that. I mean... Talk to us about that for you.
1: Yeah. Um, So I never really had, I I would have called them challenges um, when I was younger. And then whenever I started listening to Tony Robbins and Bob Proctor, they were saying, set a massive goal, not something that you think you can achieve, but something you actually really, really want. Um, And something that scares you. So a C, C type goal. And I was thinking, gosh, I don't even know what my C type goal would be. Um, and I still don't really, I'm kind of working on it at the moment. but um, I think it's really important to um, like do things for the future to get ready for what you want to happen, and putting like systems in place which are going to help you move towards your goal. Um, for example, me and my mum have gotten into the routine recently of getting up at five o'clock in the morning um, and doing you know a lovely routine and it's goal oriented like just like planning what we want to do, um, making steps towards that. Another great thing um, is gratitude as well. We do a list of gratitude every morning and it's basically like I'd said, um, you pull towards you, what you're focusing on. So the more you're grateful for the more you have to be grateful for things come into your life. Um, so yeah, for goals, I think just working on, um, like things that excite you and scare you and move you towards where you actually want to be, because before I had put um as my goal, you know to get into a magic circle law firm, it was all law oriented, um, and then I just had to question it. I'm not really that excited about it. Why am I not excited? Surely that should be a really good goal. Um, but yeah, I wasn't getting the feedback from myself about that, so decided to change I actually didn't want to do that and yeah just give yourself permission to dream as big as you want or as you can and it's yeah it's a really fun experience and imagination as well you have to use your imagination to dream of something that you don't even know how to get there but you just know you want it yeah
0: that's that's interesting you use the term you know getting feedback from yourself Talk to us about that.
1: Mm. I feel like you can, if you look at your, you you know, your gut or your intuition, um, my mentor says that gut, it stands for give up thinking, G-U-T. So if you're always thinking, gosh, why don't I want that? I want that. If you just listen to how you feel and what your body is saying, if you're not that excited, it goes to show something, you know, you can't force it. Um, And I think a lot of people, myself in the past, would have just, okay, no, I'll just go for it because that's what I think I want, but that's what I think I can achieve, more importantly. Um, Yeah, so if I don't get excited about something, there's a reason for it. Um, And, yeah, it's just looking for something now that's going to excite me, that's in the personal development uh, sort of section.
0: It's curious, you know, you you talk about, I suppose, even finding yourself, but... I know know even for me, you know, it's uh, that sort of pivotal point in your life when, whether you go to university or whatever route you go, I mean, a lot of people, I know I didn't have any idea what I wanted to do. And and you're sort of blindly sort of stabbing at something, you know, because you got to fill out the form or you've got to do whatever. And, you know, would you have any advice or what would you say to people now in terms of when they're not exactly sure? Mm you know, how, how do you listen to yourself? And how do you sort of do what's right for you as best you can?
1: Yeah, I think is and getting really quiet is really uh, important. Because if you're constantly stressed and busy, like, okay, quickly, just pick something, pick something, uh, you know, you're not going to have the time to sit and think about what you really want. And once you get quiet, you also just give yourself permission to let go of what other people want for you. Think about what they do want for you and then think about is that actually what you want? And, you know, life is too short, as I said, to do something you're not in love with. It has to get you out of bed in the morning, 5 a.m., if you want, uh, and actually have like a really compelling future. Um, and yeah, if you don't know what you want to do, somebody, I think it was, um, I was listening to Sarah Blakely uh, on how she started her business, Banks. And she said that she didn't know what she wanted to do, but she realized, use her biggest pain to solve that for everybody else um, and make a solution from that. So, yeah, I think I'm just getting quiet and opening my mind to absolutely anything and seeing where it it takes me.
0: What's your biggest pain?
1: My biggest pain? Um, I would say is that young people and young women in particular are suffering poor self-esteem not loving themselves hating their bodies their appearance who they are and not not loving themselves the way that they should and everybody should you know because i know i've been through that myself um and that i want i don't want that for anybody
0: no it's amazing i suppose and especially to help people to, to find that. Is there any activities or anything you would recommend? I suppose having done mindset things and that you would introduce at an earlier age, then?
1: Yeah, um, I feel like I've mentioned gratitude has been really, really important. Um, Because when you think about it, if you're not grateful for what you have, then you can't be grateful for what you want in the future, you know? Um, I think looking at attitude, attitude is so important. Um, And just I'm very into the programming of the mind. So for example, you have to know what's happening in your mind. You have to become conscious of it before you change it. So one of the habits um, I would recommend is journaling. And I didn't like journaling at the start. I didn't know what to write. I just felt stupid sitting with a pen and paper. Um, But then if you just allow your hand to write, you'll see what is actually happening inside your mind without you filtering it out. So yes, becoming conscious of that. Um, Also, mentors are super important. People who you know that that's where you want to go, or they're in the field, or something you're interested in, just start learning more about that every single day. And if that's not your thing, okay, then move on. Maybe it'll lead somewhere else. Um, I think just like being open-minded about the future, and not rushing into things. Um, I feel like we're a really busy society. We're just getting even busier. Um, But yeah, just taking time and meditation, taking time to just relax, like to go inwards, to start learning who you are as a person, what your values are, um, who you want to become, who you want to attract into your life. And it's okay to move away from people who are negative and moving towards it. I feel like that opens up space for more positive and more good in your
0: life, you know? That's it's curious. I mean, have you, have you had to isolate yourself to go on this journey or have you been, you know, cause I know some people are saying, you know, you are the sort of the people around you. Yeah. Um, so it actually takes an extra effort to step out of that circle to then make a change to then potentially make new friends or change or do whatever has that has has that had to happen for you or has it been different
1: yeah i feel like whenever i started first speaking out and voicing everything i was learning um people whenever you start to change and work on yourself people have to get used to who you're becoming and now it's not their fault uh because you're the one who's changing but they do have to get used to that or else you're not compatible anymore Um, and you get to decide who you want in your life, you get to make really empowering decisions. It's really, it's a lovely process. Um, My friends have been really supportive, um, actually. And I like the saying, your vibe attracts your tribe. So if you're not actually speaking out and voicing your actual opinions, what you really think, what you really stand for and believe in, then nobody actually knows what your true vibe is. It's just like a pretense, really. So the more I've been speaking out, um, as I said, I'm in a mentoring group, and there's you know a couple hundred people in there, and they're all such beautiful people, um, and otherwise, I've been making friends with people on Instagram who are really lovely and into the like it's kind of scary, the exact same thing as me, and going through certain things at uh, the same points in our lives. so yeah, as I said, you make space for more things that you want
0: what is your vibe then tell us
1: my vibe my vibe is kindness kindness to myself and to other people um it's standing up for what you believe in even when it's not easy um it's about embracing imperfection nobody is perfect and it's all just an illusion um it's just about embracing who you are and being non-judgmental of yourself and others um yeah. And just, I think whenever I start to express myself and share more and more, it also gives permission to people around me to do the same and to say, it's okay. Nobody's perfect. Nobody uh, should be perfect. We should all just see who we are, make mistakes, get back up, try again, and just express who they are.
0: And are you, are you comfortable doing that now? I mean, is it something that? you know do you get a buzz off it or is it still something you have to work on or you know how's that sort of growth been for you
1: yeah it's funny because i mentioned how difficult it was at the start i was so nervous um and now i actually love posting stories and then i started branching out into doing instagram tvs which i was terrified at the start and then i got used to it so every every step you take you keep doing it long enough and It gets more fun, less scary, you get more used to it. Um, And so I've been, I'm getting too comfortable now, so I have to do another thing. (laughs) Um, I've been asked by a couple of people or suggested to make an uh, an Instagram uh, YouTube account and to do videos from there. So I might do that this summer, make a little project of doing that um, and just keep pushing myself to do something else that scares me. And as I said, if you keep doing it long enough, the first one is terrifying, yes, but then you get used to it and you actually like it, you get more comfortable in front of the camera. You know, I don't particularly love my voice. Um, So getting used to that was definitely, um, yeah, it was a struggle at the start, but yeah, it is good now.
0: It is funny, especially in, you know, when you're interviewing and stuff like that, the number of people that don't like their own voice. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, I know someone that's said, uh, I'm just going around apologizing to everyone I ever spoke to, you know, <laughs> but it, it's funny. And it's the same, the way the eye can't see itself, you know, the same way the ears can't hear it, you know, hear its own voice. It's a, it's a bizarre thing, really. Yeah. You know, uh, just, I mean, what, what's your, I mean, leisure and pleasure, where would we find you? And what would you be doing for, for downtime as such?
1: Um, well, at the moment in my house, <laughs> cause of coronavirus, but, um, yeah, usually my, and it's not just a casual leisure activity, but I really enjoy traveling um, and going to different cultures that I've never been in before. Um, and I suppose that is a pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. You know, you, you don't know anybody. Um, it's something completely different, which is great. Um, I also have got into reading the past couple of months. Um, and I suppose, as I said, I have only submitted my dissertation um last week. So I now finally have leisure time again. Uh time to do things that I want to do. Uh, you know, meeting up with my friends, spending time with my family. Um and yeah, just working on personal developments and things I enjoy.
0: And and out of curiosity, you know, when you say you're reading and stuff, I mean how, how do you learn? What's your technique or what's your method?
1: Kind of everything. <laughs> so I I'm always on webinars, always attending, um, you know, Facebook groups and lives. Um, and now I'm trying to put a challenge to myself to read a book a week, which might not seem like a lot, but I need to make sure I'm sitting down to read and, you know, it's very easy to buy all the books, but and you say, Oh, I'll read that tomorrow, you know, just watch Netflix or whatever. Um, so yeah, reading books, um, and also listening to podcasts. I love, love podcasts you can just put your earphones in learn about any subject under the sun and you know be doing other stuff too
0: that's interesting that uh you know the sort of whether it be less you know learning by listening or learning by writing or reading mm-hmm. sorry you know and how would you say you have a bias for it?
1: um i would say listening yeah i'm always listening to podcasts <laughs> Yeah. Oh,
0: it, it makes sense. Cause like I say, uh, I mean, early on you talked to you are know, quite, quite a verbal, quite, you know, in your, in your discussion. So it would sort of make sense too. what's, I mean, in terms of seeing other people and, and suppose listening and, and, you know, do you find yourself quite intuitive or quite sensitive to other people's energy and things like that?
1: Mm, yeah, I definitely do. Especially since starting Um, a lot of things and as I said I loved psychology um, you know growing up and in school Um, and the funny thing is I I can sort of have a sense of people um, or if you know if I can feel obviously if there's like a negative energy in the room it is always very obvious you know Um, and just like the little mannerisms and stuff but I always know that whatever energy somebody is bringing to me it's about them and not me because we we see the the world through our perspective our eyes and yeah and then we start um putting our perspective and our belief systems and you know thinking we're all right we are all right through our own eyes which is the funny thing so i think it's just being tolerant and knowing of course i'm not saying i don't take responsibility of course i do whenever i need to but um yeah i think a lot of people act in that way.
0: Very interesting. And tell me, I mean, in terms of hard times in your life and and how you get through them, you know, we all have hard times, you know, what, you know, have you sort of developed certain mechanisms for, you know, for evolving and and sort of having a word with yourself for getting yourself through that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, And I think it sounds strange, but meditation is so good for anything you're going through because it kind of just puts things back into perspective um also my mum is you know my best friend she's such an amazing person so she's always there to give me just her take on things and words of wisdom and advice um so it's really nice and i have lovely friends just to have a support system is really important because i feel like whenever we're in certain situations it's hard to see the bigger picture or different um as you said tools for like seeing how to get out of it or to resolve things
0: it's interesting to talk about that i mean is is there certain people in your life that stand out whether it be role models or heroes or you know who would be the the key people that stand out for you and have had a significant impact
1: yeah um my mum for sure as i mentioned my best friend catherine Um and recently in the past year, uh my mentor Erica, she's had an enormous influence. Uh I've always got her podcast on, we're always on calls, uh, webinars and everything. Um and I've heard a saying that you are the sum total of the five people you spend the most time around. Um, and it makes me proud whenever I see the people I'm I'm around to say that I'm I've got their qualities, you know, because I feel like your energy attracts more of that energy.
0: Absolutely. And out of interest, I mean, are your, you know, your brother and sister, are they into mindset as well? Or is it a, is it a family thing or is it something you've just taken a lead on?
1: No, no, just me and my mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe they'll come around to it someday. Maybe.
0: It's quite interesting. Cause I mean, in some ways it's, it almost can almost sound like a cult, you know, that's when people get into mindset and they can get mm. into all that, that, you know, it, it's, I mean, how would you sort of, uh, you know, how would you answer that or how? Uh, what's your approach in, on anyone that thinks that way?
1: Yeah. Um, I can totally say where people are coming from when they think that. Um, I, it's not that I, I didn't, it's not that I didn't believe in it before, but until you try it, you don't really know what it can do for you. Um, and I think a lot of people, whenever they're making changes and uh, thinking about going into mindset, they think about what they have to lose. But you can never see what you have to gain by going through that. And I mean, everything is just a perspective. So I, I feel like until you try it and give it a fair go, um, you know, working on yourself, there's really no negatives. You know, like you're happier, you're putting yourself first in what you want in your life, you're building up your confidence, and yeah, starting to, to be into like decision making state of your life, which is really empowering.
0: I was curious, I mean, do you, would you say that you like yourself or you love yourself?
1: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) If you asked me that a couple of months ago or like a year ago, I would have said no. Um, And I feel like it's really sad that a lot of people don't and they would say no to that answer. Um, But if you don't, you can't expect um, anybody else to like you if you don't like yourself first um i feel like a lot of us have been very conditioned especially in northern ireland um it's really sad because um you know people would automatically say you know stop talking about yourself or talk about them talk about other people and never put their needs first and never say that they love themselves um so yeah i think that is really heartbreaking but i i definitely love myself and it's not egotistical or self-absorbed it's something that every single person should should be because I know whatever I put myself first and if we talk about the cup you know half full or half empty if you have an overflowing cup and you feel really whole and full in yourself then you can start to help other people and serve other people but you can't do that with a half half cup at all.
0: No very true it's wise words you know and not only that helping others when you've half a cup yourself it just it actually drains away from you and speaking very openly I've had that before where you help other people and actually you're maybe not in the position to to do that you know that you're you're not in your own strong enough your own values or beliefs whatever so no very interesting you talked about ego there how's your ego
1: ego I have just finished a book on ego it made me rethink everything (laughs) um I didn't, it's called um, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, and I didn't realize how big um, a role ego has in life for for everybody, um, and it's funny because I learned that ego, we think of ego as this big, oh, I think I'm better than everybody else, I feel like I'm great, but ego is also inferiority, and thinking I'm nobody, who am I, I'm small, so ego is, um. And I feel like I should mention you're not your thoughts and you're not your mind so everybody has an ego and it's whenever we relate to other things to enhance who we are so we go I you know I have this kind of a car I have this house and it makes you feel bigger on the outside Um, so for me I've really had to rethink where I'm identifying myself with like what roles I identify myself with you know as a daughter as a student um, is now somebody on Instagram, and those labels are really detrimental. And the stories we tell about ourselves, um, so yeah, meditation and is really good for ego. I mean, to not get rid of it, but to notice it, to be aware of it. And there can't be ego where there is um, awareness.
0: It's only, obviously with the likes of Instagram and all social media, it, there's a very fine line, it seems, you know, and seems to be more and more occasions now where people are either quitting social media or, you know, there's changes. Mm-hmm. So social media and ego and, and, you know, self-belief and all, it, it feels like there's going to be a bit of a crash of values. I don't, know, I don't mm-hmm. know, you're a slightly different generation to myself, so I'm just curious what your take on it is.
1: I can understand that because in the past I would have, um, just put away my phone for a week and said, I have to get rid of this. I feel horrible spending so much time on my phone. Um, because, uh, all I was seeing was selfies and everybody using face tune and it's really, it's really detrimental to your self image, to your belief in yourself, seeing everybody looking perfect. Um, and perfectionism is really harmful too. but, um, I actually now have a really positive social media. I really enjoy my Instagram. It's full. I started unfollowing and give yourself permission to unfollow whoever you need to, to make that because that's your space. That's putting yourself first and saying, this is what I want for my Instagram. So I only have really positive people, people who bring really good messages um, and support the belief system that I want to create for myself. Um so yeah, I, I love it now, but I can see in the past how it was a problem. Mm,
0: definitely. It's um scares. Potential. What is your potential?
1: My potential? Um, my potential is whatever I decide that it can be. <laughs> so Bob Proctor, um and a lot of them teach that you can do, be and have anything you want. And I really believe that it's whatever. You put your mind to and think that you want to do, and you say that I can do it, and you put belief in there, um, then it's possible. So at the minute, I'm just deciding what I want for the future. And, you know, through hard work, sorry, not hard work, but smart work, working smarter but not harder, um, and putting the systems in place, like getting up early, putting the motivation into it, the belief like giving a hundred percent and knowing that you're not going to stop until it's, until it's realized. Um, yeah, is very important. Mm.
0: Out of curiosity then, I mean, what's, what advice would you have for your younger self? I mean, would you change anything or what would you, what would you sort of say to yourself?
1: Mm. It's a good question. Um, I wouldn't change anything because as I said, everything happens for a reason. And it's who I am today because I've known what it's like in the past and the struggles, the hardships, the great moments and everything, which make me today determined to share my story. Um, But I would give advice that just to keep going, to keep focused, learn about yourself, uh, learn about potential, and really just be open-minded about what the future holds.
0: Wow. No, it's great. It's great to, to do that. I mean, do you, do you give yourself permission or do you seek permission from others? I mean, have you? What, what's your general take on that?
1: Permission for the future? Or permission for anything, really? Um, no, I've stopped doing that. Um, I think the only permission you need in life is yourself. If you want anything, you're the one who's going to have to take responsibility for what has to happen to make, to make it succeed, to make yourself succeed um and to achieve what you put your mind to so just give yourself permission know that you're going to fail because everybody feels um it's like a plane, you know has to constantly make course corrections all the time to be in the right place it doesn't just stay in the one the one sweep it has to keep correcting up down right the more steps you take forwards the more you feel get back up to keep going um and yeah, just permission that it's okay to feel as well, to feel upwards.
0: <laughs> it's interesting, I mean, failure for you, I mean, what does that look like and
1: feel like? Failure, actually, I, sorry, I say failure, but failure is really just whenever you give up and you stop trying. So what I meant by failure is learning and growing <laughs> uh, about getting back up and not giving up until you mm. get whatever you want.
0: Mm. I was curious because I know the likes of cyber cybernetics and others, you know, they talk about, and it's, it's, you know, and I've three young kids, so the two youngest there they are sort of learning to walk and talk. So whether you call it failure or whether you call it sort of negative feedback, that that's mm-hmm. not right. They keep going until they get it right. Whereas humans actually, that's, so that's almost like a positive failure, you know, because that tells you when something's wrong or right and they know yeah. to keep going. Whereas, whether it be that you're older or whatever, that you actually get some negative feedback. Um, and unfortunately, it stops you either in your tracks or it has a, an, you know, an excessive amount of emphasis on you that when it should actually just be a course correction, as you say.
1: For sure. And um, as I said, a lot of people use that they've failed at one thing or they haven't actually succeeded the first time um, to say, okay, that's fine. I can't do it. I'll give up. But really, it's just, you can't expect yourself to be perfect on the first go at something. Um, and I feel like I've definitely done that in the past. But just, yeah, giving yourself permission to feel or have uh, positive feedback, as you said. <laughs> um, and yet yeah, to keep going.
0: Mm. That's curious. Tell me, talk to us about your traveling.
1: Traveling. Um, I'm not sure when I started getting very into traveling. I just, there's something so exciting about it. Um, the first time I did something kind of by myself was whenever I went to London whenever I was 16. And that doesn't sound like a big thing, but coming from, you know, a very, very small town in Northern Ireland, you know, you're in the big city with lots of people, lots of business people, especially, um, and yeah, just really loving it. So last year, well, the first big thing I got a scholarship to go to Malaysia. To study law over there for um, a couple of weeks in the summer. And then afterwards, I started traveling around Singapore, really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I've been so fortunate. My university is amazing. I got a scholarship last year to go to China <laughs> to study law. Um, so it's just unfortunate I'm not going to do law. But I've absolutely loved the traveling and the cultures and meeting new people. And just seeing the world that it's far bigger than we ever. I feel like there's a great thing about traveling how insignificant you feel. You just see how big the world is and how, you, of course, you're significant and worthy, but it just kind of puts into perspective how large it is.
0: It's probably great to keep the ego in check, I would imagine. You know, you, you think you're big till you yeah jump on a plane. What part of the traveling do you enjoy and what part don't you enjoy as such?
1: Um... The part that I don't enjoy is jet lag. <laughs> uh, it's pretty tough one to get over, especially um, if you're going really far. Um, the part I enjoy is meeting new people and trying, just even seeing, as I said, how big the world is. There's a new culture. There's something completely new out there that you don't know about. And it's exciting to learn something different than what you're used to.
0: Hmm, Oh, fabulous. Um... Some of this I mean in terms of you know when you are trying to you know learn about yourself do you do you seek feedback from others or are you are you self sufficient in terms of you know through the meditation through the the journaling you know do, do you sort of look for outside input
1: um I'm very careful about who I let give me not give me feedback everybody gives you feedback but who I take feedback on from so probably very few people maybe two people I would take feedback from Um, and perspective is my mentor Erica and my mum of course and my best friend so there's three people and I trust their opinions so highly Um, and I know it would always come from a great place and even I think other people even if they're coming from a good place if they're not in the same mindset of working on themselves they start projecting their own beliefs onto you. Um, So if people started, nobody's, uh, well, a few people have told me that I can't do things, Um, but I know that's a reflection that they don't feel like they can do it and it's not possible for them. So how could somebody else like me do it, you know? Um, But other than that, um, yeah, I just rely on my own intuition and see, I think it's very easy to, Not take action. That's something I've started working on. Is like, it's great learning about mindset, but you have to put it forward and take action steps. Um, So then that gives me the feedback on if it's going right, if it's not.
0: So tell me what what does the future hold for you?
1: The future um, is seeing how I can serve more people with what I'm learning, and it's not it's not what I am learning. It's other mentors, but how I can share that message and show how much that people are worthy, they're valuable, they can do anything that they want. Um, I also have another year of university next year to finish off um, in Brighton. And then we'll just see where it goes from there. I am Mm -hmm. keeping an open mind and seeing where where it goes.
0: Mm -hmm. And in terms of helping other people, I mean, what's what's your avatar? Who, Who... who do you think you'd be best placed to to help
1: mm. um from experience probably people my age group uh you know women struggling with these issues you know self-esteem confidence um just even like their mindset and how they speak to themselves really matters what they think of themselves um and yeah maybe people younger as well just women who and even i've had uh not older but women that who are older than me reach out to me um like middle-aged and they've said how how do i do this how do i work on this aspect of myself so i'm not limiting it to just a certain age group i feel like everybody goes through these issues um but as a woman i can speak to other women about it
0: Mm. wow i love that i love that. so tell me what you know what's your fire in the belly then what's what gets you going
1: it is helping other people um, discover more about themselves to get rid of the self-limiting, depreciating uh, self-talk that they have um, to allow themselves permission to express who they are and to go for what they actually want in life and not what they believe that they can have.
0: Wow, well, love that. So, so powerful. So it's, no, it's great and, and fair play to you. Would you like to continue traveling? Is that, is that something on the cards?
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's let alone Northern Ireland is good, but it's it's good I to know. see the rest of the world too.
1: <laughs> Definitely.
0: So, there's some weird times ahead. So, tell me, you know, how can people reach out to you? How can people sort of follow you? What's what's your your handles and such?
1: Sure. Um, I'm mostly on Instagram, which would be great. I am at Gráinne McNulty. Uh, it's G-R-A-I-N-N-E, and then McNulty, and it has two Y's and I will love to be setting up a YouTube page pretty soon. But if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see I'll be posting about it.
0: Fantastic! I love the I love the sharing. So, and it's great. Obviously, if you're reading a book a day as well, that's a that's a that's or a book, oh, a, book a, a week. Book, book a week. Sorry. No, <laughs> do Do you speed read out of interest? I mean, how do you and, and mm-hmm. do you take notes?
1: I don't speed read. Um, I feel like I'm a little bit slow, but it's because I haven't been. Um, you know, reading that much recently, just a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, I take notes and I start highlighting certain points um, because it really reinforces certain points and then I can mm-hmm. go back and check, you know, get get the good parts of the book.
0: I was curious because some people sort of treat their book and you know, they they don't mark it or touch it and other no. people it's, you know, I know for me it's same, I, I know Mark books will highlight different colors and yep. also, also my babies like to That's scribble. That's what the books scribble. are
1: meant to be for, you know, yeah. they're not meant to
0: look pristine. Mm. No, Absolutely, As well, sort of avoiding, as you as you mentioned earlier, not having a wonderful book connect, collection and uh, actually not reading it, so yeah. making the difference. Connie, it's been absolutely fantastic to have you on, thank you so much for sharing your, your journey and your insights, has been most insightful. thank uh, you so
1: much for asking me
0: no thank you and uh, we look forward to hearing from your your journey as well and uh, I'm sure we'll get more and more people following you so thank you very much
1: thanks very much Pete
0: well that was another great episode of Fire in the Belly you know this really wouldn't be possible without our great guests taking the time to share their personal journeys and by the way sometimes it is personal it's an absolute pleasure to have that and then to hear the journeys that people have been on we've loads more episodes coming up soon and it's always a pleasure to have guests on If you do happen to know anyone with true fire in their belly, please reach out to us so we can share their journey, lessons and successes. So all that's left to say is have a great day, live with fire in your belly and be the mightiest version of you.